For our text tonight, we'll read from Paul's epistle to the Ephesians, uh, the third chapter. I want to begin at verse 8, somewhat in the middle of the chapter, but it starts with Paul's own assessment of himself. Unto me whom am less than the least of all saints is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world had been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he proposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. We thank God for the confidence that we have in Jesus tonight. It's a wonderful thing to have these testimonies tonight. I appreciate uh, brought up in a Christian home and the efforts that parents made to teach their child uh, the Bible and the precepts of, of God's Word. Invaluable. Invaluable. Gives them a start above all. We can't do any better than that. I can remember mom and dad reading. Dad dad was most of the time read, and, and he would read long chapters. Oh, my. Us boys, we would begin to do the wrong thing. And, of course, then they, dad was a disciplinarian. He, he, he made us uh, uh, have order in, in prayer and reading. But, uh, and I'm sure that that was not always a pleasurable thing as kids would be kids. But I'll tell you, I look back on that and I so appreciate it. Praise God that, that they took it seriously, that they were, um, uh, giving me a start towards heaven. Even though we weren't saved, uh, but those precepts were hid in my heart. Paul the apostle here, he speaks of uh, such humility. And, uh, in, in, in fact, uh, it's 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 amazing. Uh, we all know this as uh, we as we started the Bible. Paul is an exceptional character. Uh, he he suffered much, and yet we find him uh, with such confidence. In fact, he speaks throughout, and 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 he wants that confidence to be ours. And in fact, that's what he was saying. He said, uh, "To whom we have we come before the throne when we pray." Think about it. When we, when we pray, when you pray in the pew, when we pray in the prayer room, we come before the throne of grace. And he wants us to come with boldness. We, we, uh, we're not there uh, uninvited. We're there because he wants us to be there. And he wants us to feel bold about the fact that we're going to come and ask for things that he has promised us. If you're not saved here tonight, he's promised to save you. Set you free. And, 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 and it's an invited place at the throne of grace, at this place of prayer, uh, to come and to ask and receive. Paul the Apostle was not always humble. In, in fact, 
when he started out, his birthright privileges, he was a native Israelite of the stock of Israel, and he could boast that he had the token of God's covenant in his flesh. His father was a Pharisee. He was born into religious privilege. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. Paul was a Pharisee, studied under the great teacher, Gamaliel. He was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. Now, he wasn't just all born into that. He, he worked hard. And, and he became a Pharisee. He became, in fact, he, it says that he, uh, he worked harder than his peers. He excelled above them. In fact, he was, he was on a mission to stamp out what he thought was a false teaching, false doctrine. Oh, and he was on his way. He had letters. He was going to, he was going to lock some people up and no doubt maybe even have them put to death. And he all, he was thinking he was doing what God wanted him to do. Oh, aren't you glad for the mercy of God? And, and this, this account is so, I, I, every time I read it, it, it is so powerful to me. He was on that Damascus road on, on a road to pick up, uh, uh, saints of the gospel and, and the Lord spoke to him. Oh, he is, and, and, and you know, his conscience, the Lord spoke right to his conscience. You know, we, we sit in these meetings and, and we all have consciences that work. I don't think there's anybody here that has a seared conscience. I just don't believe that. But we have consciences that, that speak to us. They, they, and, and God is able to manipulate that conscience and to, and to bring the truth that he wants us to understand us to us personally. He did that for Paul. He said, Paul, Paul, why, why are you persecuting me? And then he goes on to say, it is hard for you to kick against the pricks. That means it's hard for you to, to resist. Your conscience is smiting you. You know this isn't right. There's something wrong here. He had gone so far. He had, he had accomplished so much. But you know, Paul was honest. You know, it pays to be honest. It does. It pays to be honest with other people. It pays to be honest with ourselves. And, and, and you know, Paul, he, he realized. In fact, he, he writes later uh, about how he felt after all of his accomplishments. In, in, in Romans 7, 3, 24, he says, Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Oh, he needed deliverance. He may not have looked that way, but he needed it. He needed to get saved. Oh, the Lord saved him and changed him. And, and you know, uh, he, he changed them into that, that what I just read to you. He says, unto, unto me, who am the less, least of all saints, such humility. Oh, that, that speaks volumes of the experience of salvation. God will change us about faith. We won't even know ourselves. We'll, we'll need an introduction to ourselves. When we get saved, God will change us inside and out. Even, even moral people. I can remember Sister Elsie in Dallas, long been gone to her ward long many years ago, but she she was she was a good girl, and she went to church. She says, "I I didn't think I needed saved. I hadn't done anything wrong." But you know, when when the Lord spoke to her, her conscience began to work, and the Lord, and she said, "I felt like the worst sinner in the world." 
and the Lord saved her and set her free. And she would testify. I always enjoyed her testimony. But you know, uh, you know, we, we, we want to realize, and Paul would, would, uh, devote a great deal of his ministry to preaching against self-confidence, self-righteousness. You know, it, it's easy. Self-righteousness is easy. You know, you, you, you can just kind of choose your own game and do what you want and, and, and leave the, the things you don't like. But you know, God's righteousness is different. God's righteousness is going to require us to consecrate and to dedicate and to surrender. That God will call us to give these things that He wants from us. And, and you know, that, that's, uh, that's all part of the interaction of the Spirit of God with us and our conscience. But He wants us to arrive at a place where we have great confidence. You know, in fact, in John, uh, uh, well, actually, let me, let me read. This, this is what Paul said about the fact that after he was saved, he said in Philippians 3, 3, he says, for we, the, we are the circumcision, which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus, having no confidence in the flesh. He had trans, been translated into self-conscious, self, uh, uh, having, having confidence in himself to the having the confidence that comes from God, knowing that he can come to the throne of grace with boldness. He can make his request known unto him. And he knew the Lord was going to hear him. He will hear you. He will hear me. Oh, he wants to hear us. You know, and I, and I love what John the Beloved said. He, he says uh, in, in 1 John 3.21, we don't want to underestimate what it means to have been saved from our sins, no condemnation. Oh, I remember that without a doubt. In fact, I remember the night I got saved, August of 14, 1977, and I wondered when I went to bed that night, I wonder, will I still feel this way in the morning? You know, I did. It was still there. It's still there tonight. I thank God for this wonderful gospel. But John the Beloved, he said this, If our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. Oh, it opens up a door to the throne of grace where we can ask and we shall receive. We can seek and we can find. We can knock and we can, and it shall be open unto us. That's how God wants this all to work. He doesn't want us to, to come timidly or to uh, just kind of crack the door open a little bit and, 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 and reach out to the Lord. No, just, just walk through the door and say, Lord, I need this. I need to be saved. I need my sanctification. I need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You have promised it to me. Oh, we, he wants us to come there with confidence. Oh, the Lord will help us. I believe, I believe the, the devil would like to, uh, uh, confuse things and, and, and get distance between us and our loving Savior. Oh, he loves us tonight. We are his people. We are the sheep of his pasture. If we could only know how much he pays attention to us from the minute, minute you get up in the morning till you pillow your head at night, God is watching us. He's helping us. He's breaking trail for us. He's, he's trying to move things that would help us uh, to uh, uh, draw closer to Him. You know, the boldness I've appreciated, and you have too, 
and the confidence of the saints in even in the Old Testament. Many of them, we, they would might seem unlikely, but you know, when you're when you're saved and you have a, a, a conscience that is free, and 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 there's nothing between you and the Lord. Oh, I'll tell you what, uh, that's a that's a wonderful place to be where you can get on your knees and the prayer channel is open. You can talk friend to friend. Oh, the Bible tells us about a, just a little maid. She was bold. Extraordinarily so. Now, now we, we might uh, just say uh, just a little maid, but you know that her life story would not lend itself uh, to necessarily uh, us. We wouldn't choose her life. She was a captive. Why the, uh, the Syrians had gone out and, and she was part of a military raid where they, they took her away from her mom and dad. And she ended up in the general's house taking care of the general's wife. And as she was there, there was conversation. And she found out that the general had a problem. He, he was sick. And there was no, and there was no hope. It was, it was a, it was a death sentence. And she just stepped up to the plate with such confidence. They, they knew, they knew her. They knew her spirit. They knew her attitude and how she had carried herself in a, in a difficult place away from her homeland, away from her people. It didn't matter. She was going to live for the Lord. And I'll tell you, they had confidence in what she said. And she told her mistress, she says, if my Lord was in down there in Samaria where the prophet is, he would recover him. You know, God can recover us. No matter what it is. And, and, and you know, I, I, I like the way she put that. She didn't say, I think he might. I, you know, if, if you go down there and you send enough money that he might, you might be able to buy your way in there. No, it, it, this was a thing. This was God's business. God was able to do this. And she had such confidence in God that she just stepped out there and said, I know if you go down to Samaria, he's going to recover you of your leprosy. Oh, you know what? Uh, it, whether it's a death sentence, whether it's a family situation, whether it's a, a job situation, whether it's a, a, anything in this life, uh, we can have boldness. We can have confidence. God will do it for us. He will help us. Oh, you know, you know, I'll never forget. Uh, I got, I got saved. I look back on the Lord was so good and I, I believe that he's doing, uh, I, I am nobody special and he's no respecter of persons as we heard this morning. He's doing the same for each and every one of us. But I got saved on a Sunday night and I, uh, Monday morning I was doing restitutions and I, I actually, that was part of what kept me from getting saved. I, I was afraid. I, I had to make those, I had to meet people and, and tell them what I'd done. And I, I actually, I believe, I believe it was a week later, I, I had to go to the Dallas Police Department. And I had damage, you know how kids are, they, they get rowdy and do the wrong thing. And we, we were carrying on and I had damaged some city property. And I can remember I, I went into the I prayed. I, I, I remember sitting out there praying, Lord, I need you to help me. 
you know, the Lord helps us. And I went into the police department there and, and, uh, the policeman came and we, I told him I needed to tell him a story. And so we sat down in a room and I told him how I got saved. And he said, well, just a minute. And he went and got the chief of police. And you know, you know, that chief of police had been in Sunday school in Medford, Oregon, in the apostolic faith. I told him that I'd gotten saved and I was making things right. And he said, well, he said, you, you just stay here just for a minute. And they, the both the officers left and they came back and they said, all we want from you is, 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 is to pass on and encourage other people to do the same thing you've done. I left out of there and I'll tell you, I felt like I got saved again. But I'll tell you, the Lord goes before us. He is, he is going before us and, and we, we are close to Him. He is close to us. That's what He wants in, in, the, in our Christian walk. He wants us to realize that throne of grace is not something far away. We can step up with boldness and with confidence and He will help us. Oh, I, I, I thank God for the, for the many, many blessings. You know, in fact, uh, we, we know that in, uh, in Philippians, Paul said this, and he, and he's again, he's, he's reiterating the fact that we need to have this confidence. We need to know God will go before us. He will help us. There's no doubt about this. And he, and he uh, comes from different angles. In this, in this uh, Philippians 4.19, he says, But my God shall supply all your need. Now, he's not going to supply your greed, but he'll supply your need. And, 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 and God, and, and he goes on to say what, how he can do that. According to the riches of Christ Jesus. The Lord is rich in his grace, in his power, in his goodness. Oh, in his encouragement. He is, he's wealthy. We want those promises. Oh, money can't buy that. Nothing can buy that. Only Jesus can give it to us. Oh, you know, I, and I'd like to talk a little bit too about a, a parable or not say, I mean, a, a miracle. This miracle is somewhat unique in the sense that, it, that all, all of, uh, the, the evangelists, all four evangelists recorded it, not like any other miracle. It was a feeding of the 5,000. Jesus, let me read it to you. Jesus, when Jesus had lifted up his eyes and saw a great multitude coming to him, he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? Now, this is just a homey example. A meal. People gathering. And, and you know, nothing, nothing complicated about this, except for the fact that God wants us to have such faith and such confidence in Him that he will help us with the little things as well as the big things. Well, he handed it to, he's asking Philip, what would we do here? Philip immediately, he begins as the adult thinking. Well, if we had 200 penny worth of bread, it wouldn't be enough for everyone to have just a little bit. We just, we just did potluck in, in Shehalis. So I know you're trying to get numbers, you're trying to figure out, okay, how many people will be, how many they're going to eat and all that. Philip did the same thing. I think what the Lord was wanting Philip to do is, Lord, 
You know what the needs here. You're able to feed them. Why they were they were there when when the water was made wine and and Mary his mother said whatever he does do it. Just just have faith and let him do it. Just let him take charge of this whole thing. Well, even even Andrew chips in there, and he says, "Well, there, there's a there's a little boy here, and he has he has uh, five loaves, uh, barley loaves, and two fishes." But he but he concludes with, "What are they among so many? How would how would this ever work?" Oh, Jesus has had enough. He's just just have them sit down. Just have them all sit down. We'll, we're going to be okay here. In fact, listen to this, what he says here. He says, and, and this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. God knows what he's going to do for us. We're, we're not on a, we're not on a, uh, you know, explore mission that, that is, uh, just, just by chance. God has a route planned for you and me, and he's, and he's got it all figured out. He will help us. He did help him. In fact, he fed all 5,000. With those uh, little barley loaves and two fishes. And you know what? There was 12 baskets full left over. Oh, God God will more than meet the need of our lives. He will more than, than, than help us in every way. We are going to just uh, squeak by. God will bless us abundantly. Oh, we'll look back and say, oh my. Uh, I, I'm so thankful that I let God have his way in my life. God will do that. And you know, uh, Paul, I would like to close here tonight. He, he says in Hebrews 10.35, and, and you know, this, this is important to us, saints, especially in these last times. We want to cultivate that confidence in God. And, and he says uh, in Hebrews 10.35, he says, Cast not away, therefore your confidence. Why? It's precious. Your confidence is precious. It, it, it connects you to the power of Almighty God. And, and he goes on to say, which hath great recompense of reward. You know, we're, we're coming close to the coming of the Lord. Oh, uh, hold fast your confidence. Uh, trust the Lord. He's going he's gonna to bring it to pass. Whatever you need, He's going to supply it. God bless every one of you. We have a boldness that we can step into the throne of grace tonight and ask and we shall receive. We can seek and, and we can find. And we may have to knock, but it will be open unto us. Let's do that. As we sing, we'll sing song number two, 630, The Altars Are Open for Prayer.